I mean, I, I do think we should argue more. <laughs> I think it would be better for our relationship, Todd, if we argued more. I know. If there was more conflict in our relationship, it would be a lot more entertaining for everybody. It would. We need more conflict. We need to find those topics that we really don't agree on, though. I think part of the problem is a lot of the topics we don't agree on are like really obscure theoretical yeah. things that no one's really interested in. Or maybe we should just have more ordinary conversations and see what shakes out of that. Hmm. Like what? Like what? The weather. Where's the best hamburger? Mm. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. All right, Nick. Um, one of the things a lot of my clients struggle with, um, almost across the board sometimes, except for certain disorders maybe, is um, their ability to be assertive. Um, and so a lot of our therapy ends up including some form of assertiveness, discussion, training, um, rationalization, influence. What do you think of assertiveness? What, what is it to you, I guess? And then why is it an important thing that our clients learn to be assertive? I am such a big fan of assertiveness. I think it's incredibly underrated when it comes to mental health i think people most people hear the word assertive and they think they think of like um i don't know like some sort of a kind of hokey business seminar to like learn how to like persuade people more or to be more like i I don't know i think i think people have odd ideas of of what and and maybe assertiveness just means different things in different contexts but i think it's got a very specific meaning in the context of mental health. Um, I think a lot of my patients with depression or anxiety hear assertive as aggressive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not, not so much the, the, um, the, right. Like you're going to be a fast talking businessman who's going to get people to, you know, buy your stuff and convince people to do X, Y, and Z. Cause you're really assertive and yeah. you're like, um, or just overly forceful. Yeah. But to them it's just really aggressive. Right. Like, and so maybe that's a good pushy. place to start yeah. is that, the way the way I think about assertiveness is in the context of, um, and I think it came out of this initially, is different ways of communicating, different styles of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell me if you think something different, but the way I always sort of thought about it and learned about it is that there are basically four styles of communication, three of which are almost always pretty unhelpful and one of which, which is helpful, which is assertiveness but the three kind of unhelpful styles of communication are passive communication um, aggressive communication and passive aggressive communication Mm. so maybe we can go through each of those real quickly Um, passive communication is where you're overly deferential you just you know your your spouse says um, you know what do you want for dinner tonight and you say without even thinking like oh I don't know whatever you want Mm-hmm. even though if you stopped and thought about it, you might actually have a preference for what you wanted for dinner. Or you might actually have a preference, but you're not going to say it. That's what I mean. Yeah. So you, you sort of, passive communication is you defer, or you avoid what you actually want for okay. what someone else wants. Gotcha. Um, aggressive communication is, in that example, it would be, you know, we're getting pizza. 
demanding. And, and then the other person pipes up and says, actually, you know, I was kind of feeling like Chinese. And I don't give a rat's ass what you are like want for dinner. We're getting pizza. We're getting right? pizza. Right. Very demanding, very aggressive, um, forceful, you know, disrespectful. And then passive aggressive is a is kind of an interesting blend of the two where you're you're essentially being aggressive but in the disguise of passivity. Mm-hmm. So the the most common version of this I think is sarcasm. Mm. Or what do you want for dinner? I don't know, you're going to pick it anyway, so just decide. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Right. So you're you're sort of skewering someone but you're not doing it so flagrantly that it comes across as to you can always sort of rationalize it after the fact right as you know either a joke or you're misinterpreting this or um so i think those it, it's important to see assertiveness in, for what it's not okay um so each of those in in passive communication you are you're being very uh respectful and nice in a way but arguably too nice because you're you're inhibiting what you want right so you're not you're not being totally honest actually with what you want right aggressive communication you're you're being totally honest but you're being a jerk about it you're being disrespectful and even like violent in a way about it yeah right um and then in passive aggressive in a way is sort of the worst of both worlds you're not being entirely honest and you're being sort of disrespectful at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so assertiveness is the best of both worlds, though. Assertiveness means being honest about what you want in a respectful way. So saying, um, you know, I am actually kind of feeling like Chinese tonight. Um, but if you really wanted something else, I'd be, I'd be okay with that, too. Mm. So you're, you're willing to say what you want, but in a respectful, flexible kind of way. And I, and I think that's the such a valid point. I mean, when, when I coach assertiveness, sometimes you can just see the like fear and panic in a client's eyes as you're saying, you know, you're going to really just ask for what you want here or state that. And they, they automatically feel like the pendulum has swung into being disrespectful. And uh, again, that aggressive kind of stance, I think. So let's, let's use a less trivial example as uh you know, deciding on dinner. What, like, what's a common example for you with, with clients in therapy where them needing to be assertive feels really like aggressive mm-hmm. and extreme? Let's say you have a, um, a client whose spouse uh, doesn't give them a lot of time. Maybe they have, you know, they're really busy. They have a lot of hobbies that distract them with their time. And, um, you know, my client is just really reluctant to say, I'd like to spend some time with you and I, and I I would really appreciate that you make time for me in your schedule as well. So my client, instead of doing that is is very passive and just never says anything, just doesn't voice their frustration or their preferences to their partner, but is also building up a lot of anger and resentment on their own. And I might suggest, you know, maybe we should approach your husband and talk to, talk to him and ask him for what you want here. Um, and, and what I'm saying is immediately there's like this wash of like, I can never do that. That's so aggressive and, and direct. And, and, and so I think for people who have assertiveness problems, they often see just being assertive 
as disrespectful, mean, and aggressive. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think the kind of assertiveness problem that comes up in therapy most often is an overly passive style. Right, right. right. Yeah, or passive-aggressive, but yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Okay, but you mentioned something interesting, which is that people who are chronically passive in the way they communicate um, often end up building up resentment. Talk about that a little bit more. Well, I think (laughs) this is my own Sewell philosophy. Um, but I, when your needs aren't met, you're, especially in a relationship, you will over time build anger and resentment. Um, just kind of an, as a natural byproduct of having your needs foregone for whatever reason. So when you say like, oh, it's fine. He can go play golf with his buddies this weekend, even though I want to hang out with them. I, I don't really mind. What you're saying is, no, you do really mind and you are keeping score well, on it, some level. It could be the case that you don't mind, but then you really don't mind. It's not going to be a problem. You're not going to be in therapy saying, I'm so frustrated with my right. spouse. Well, right? And then you're being honest. In a way, right. that, that is a certain. There's your, there's your you honesty. You really right don't there. care at all. Right. But by definition, if you ca- if you want to spend time with them and they and you're not willing to do it, you are keeping. I think a lot of people who have a passive style of communicating like to think that they're not keeping score or but that they, they don't care, yeah. but they do. They definitely they are. care. And so yeah, you, so you see kind of this. Um, you know, after the husband's gone golfing for five w- months in a row every week, there's just this r- frustration because my client's desire is to truly spend time with their spouse and, you know, nurture that relationship. And it's not happening. It's a need they have or a want or a preference they have. that's not being met or addressed at all. And eventually they're going to get really mad and there's going to be a fight. (laughs) There's going to be an argument. Um, eventually that's usually what's going to happen. You can hold on to that for so long. And then pretty soon you say, if you're going golfing one more time, yeah, you get some. <laughs> Start getting ultimate. You get a display <laughs> of anger yeah. in, in some form or another. So, a lot of when I talk to clients about being assertive, we also have to have a discussion about, you know, how being assertive isn't rude, mean, right. or disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's just honest or, and direct. Or selfish. I think that's another fear people Very have. Very true. Is that like, oh no, well, I, you know, like he needs to spend time it's with his buddies. To, um, it's important. Yeah. Like, I. But what you're really saying there is like, I'm not as important as whatever. Or I shouldn't be upset. And I get that a lot with people who are very passive. There's this kind of wavering between passivity and, um, and anger. And then back to kind of, um, feeling like they shouldn't say anything or or they should just be more passive. They're constantly either, um, angry Mm-hmm. Or convincing themselves that they should be passive, right? Or yeah. or guilty about the fact that they're angry. <laughs> Very true. That's part of <laughs> yeah. Sometimes part of that journey. Um, and so so usually with assertiveness, it's also an explanation of how this is not rude, not mean. We're not going to attack. We're not going to. We're just going to really directly kind of ask for a need or a preference. Yeah, yeah. And and if you've been overly passive for a long time, that's what's going to feel normal. So right. even going a little bit outside that comfort zone is going to feel Feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. And I think that's important to set up ahead of time that like, just like doing anything new, like it's going to feel strange. It's going to feel awkward. Yeah. And the other part is just because we're going to do this doesn't guarantee outcomes either. Oh, yeah. so just because you say, I'd like to spend some time together this weekend. 
you know doesn't mean yeah. it's actually going to happen. But it does kind of elucidate the terms of the relationship. Well, okay, so let me dumb question. Um, what's the point if it doesn't get you what you want? Why be assertive if there's a decent chance they're just going to say no anyway? Mm. Well, and, and, and it would depend on the client, but, but usually it gives you a better chance, at least. It gives okay. you a better shot at getting your needs met. So I've, I've, And it shows you something about your relationship. It shows you something <laughs> about your relationship. Oh, like it if, clarifies if for you. If you're directly, respectfully asking for something, for something totally reasonable. And you're told no. Yeah, that should that tell might, you something that about That might highlight if yeah. an attribute of your relationship you may want to. Right. So yeah. here's the the other thing, I, and I don't know if you perceive this um, working with people, but I also think that even if you, even if I told you every single time you ask your husband in this example to like spend time, if I told you for sure they're going to say no every single time, I still think that person should do it. Absolutely. And the the reason why is when you when you don't do it, when you say, Oh no, I'm not gonna ask him, like it's it's okay. If he what you're basically what you're telling your own brain is what I want is not important. Mm. Right? That you're literally devaluing yourself by doing that. And you are not only are you gonna be unhappy in your relationship with your this other person, right? You're gonna be unhappy with your relationship with yourself. Very because true. you're not you're you're devaluing and dis, being dismissive of yourself, so you're going to add not only like relationship disharmony, but you're also going to be you're going to it's just going to lower your sense of self. Your self confidence is going to go down, like your self esteem, your the your view of yourself, like all that is going to get slowly eroded and eroded and eroded every time you have an impulse for something that you genuinely want to do. And then say, oh, no, that's not important. Yeah. Like that is a really Suppressing your own needs over and over is is a pretty pernicious assault on your own well-being and and, and identity. Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine if you were, if, you know, I don't know, um, think about kids, right? Imagine if every time your kid came to you and said, um, you know, can we go to the park or can we read or can we play a game? You said, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. No, that's not important. No, that's dumb. No. Like imagine what that would do to that kid's sense of self. Right. And that's what people are doing to themselves yeah. when they're overly passive. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to ask. Yeah. So I think even irrespective of the outcome, it's still super important to be, to say it, to be assertive and say what you want. Because then it, if nothing else, you're telling yourself, I am important. What what I want is has importance and is valuable. And I like I sounds hokey, but like I believe in myself that that's important. Yeah. So question. So when you talk to clients and you tell them, okay, we're going. Let's take my old example. We're, we're going to ask your spouse if he will donate more time to you, basically, to being with you. Donate more time. <laughs> it's a donation. You don't, he doesn't have to do it. He can choose to donate his time wherever he wants. Okay. Right? We're going to respect his rights to to spend his time where he wants. And if he wants to donate the time, that's fine. <laughs> spend? Is that better? Spending? Donate sounds. <laughs> it's got interesting connotations. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> it's a donation. Um, we're going, going to go, we're going to approach and we're going to ask what we want. Um, uh 
it is a hot button issue. It is important. It is. Mm-hmm. So there's some emotion behind it. Sure. So it's awfully easy sometimes for that to become a demand. How do you help your clients be assertive without being demanding? Oh, well, we, I, I would just literally, I mean, we maybe just role play it in session. Okay. We'd say like, um, you know, they say, you know, I'd like to spend some time with you this weekend. Can we, you know, go get lunch on Saturday? And the other person, and then I would come back and say, oh, no, I can't. Sorry, I'm, I'm playing golf with Bob. Right. You know? And then how are you going to come back to that? Is it going to be, you know, you always play with Bob, you always play with Bob on the weekends and like you never give time to me and you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there would be a, I'd probably have a conversation of, while you may totally be justified in saying that, how helpful, how strategic is that response? Mm. As opposed, And can we think of, are there other responses that are just as true to what you want, but are more strategic? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think that's uh, part of the balance is that you really are kind of coaching your clients to enter conflict. It's, it's, it's hopefully it's healthy conflict. Yeah. But conflict exists on a spectrum, <laughs> anywhere mm-hmm. from you know, completely passive to completely aggressive and and uh, demanding. But um, it's often interesting, I think, to kind of see clients play out, role play, maybe their first go around. Yeah. And it can quickly escalate into, uh-huh. you asshole, why won't yeah. you? Which is often a function of all that resentment that's built right? up. Right. Because you've been so passive. And they're finally going to say what they yeah. want and get rejected. And then there's even a bigger kind of right. over the top right. um, reaction. So I think really going over what is assertive and what is demanding and mm-hmm. making that yeah. distinction. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's really important. So the I think the other side of assertiveness that we don't maybe think enough about, but that's really, really important is uh, in, in a way, assertiveness is being direct and respectful about asking for what you want. But it's also, it also means being direct and respectful about saying no to what you don't want. Very true. And I think that's a whole nother bag of worms for a lot of people that they have a really hard time saying no. They're, they're people pleasers. They just sort of go with what everyone else wants to do. Again, the suppression of their own needs Mm -hmm. so that somebody else can have what they want. And yeah, I think you're right. But saying no. And, um, you know, I, I talk a lot about, um, setting boundaries, um, as a really important skill to be able to say like, no, like this is the line for me and that's totally reasonable. And if that line gets crossed, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's important just to ask for something, but then always allow for plan B to be, you know, if the answer is no, you know, then it, it would be helpful to get that need met somehow mm-hmm. and maybe a different plan on, on how you're going to do that. Yeah. So, okay. So let's flip the example. Let's say your, your client is the husband who feels as though, um, his wife is overly sort of monopolistic of his time. Okay. Right. And he just hasn't hung out with a buddy in a month and a half and just needs some, wants some alone time, you mm-hmm. know, or wants to go play golf. It's been months since he's played golf. Right. And he says, I'm going to go play golf on, um, you know, on Friday afternoon. And the partner comes back and says, no, like you got to spend time with me. We're going to go. Uh, I want to go do X to be able to say like, no, it's okay for me to go do this thing that I want to do. I'm not going to do 
that thing just because you want it. Like my wants are important too. Yeah. Um, and I think that and it, it's arguably it's, the, it's two sides to the same coin, but I, I think it's important to think through that other side of it too. Sure. Or, or just to be ready to have a discussion. So, so I might coach my client to say like, look, if, if your partner says no there, um, uh, perhaps a good response would be to say, I feel this is really important. And, and I would prefer to have some time to myself here and there to pursue these other things. Can we have a discussion on when I might do that or, or when would be a good time for us to do that? I understand that your plans for us on Saturday are something you want to do. And I'm, and I'm willing to negotiate around those things, but I, I do feel it's important and I'd like to get some consensus on, um, you know, me having some time to do these things. Um, because often, uh, you, you don't want it to turn into a demand, right? You don't want to turn a, a good, healthy, uh, assertive conversation into a um, a fight where you're demanding that a person do something or not do something. And so to be ready, I think, to negotiate, I think is an important, to express your pr- preferences. And m- my clients are always cracking up because, they adopt my language usually and pref- prefer. I prefer. I prefer. I would really prefer. And so they come in and they say, well, I said I prefer. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to hear them adopt that. But to say I prefer versus I demand, that's very different. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I like your um, kind of focus on the willingness to get into conflict and to do it well. Um, because I think it, if you really stop and think about that, what that means, if you're willing to to have some conflict, what that means to me is that you you are clear-eyed about the fact that different people have different values and preferences. And and I think a lot of times we, without thinking about it, we, we operate as though we should all have the same values all the time. And if we don't, there's something very, very wrong. Yeah, almost like um, my partner should yes, feel right. the same way I do. Right. They don't like the same kind of movies I do. Like, uh oh, what's wrong? Like, with what's them? wrong? <laughs> like, is this or, or what's wrong with the relationship? Or me? Yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so I think while assertiveness is often about communication, I actually think on a on a higher level, assertiveness is more about it's about values. Ultimately, assertiveness is about there are things that are important to me, and I'm willing to go after them. And say no when they're being violated, and that that's more than just communication. Yeah. I think I, it sounds like what you're saying is being self-assured that the things that are important to me are important to me, and and I accept that and own that. Yeah, and you're willing to act on that, right? So I see this a lot with my. Um, so I work primarily with anxiety, and and I actually think I would go so far as to say, anxi- um, assertiveness is the cure for anxiety. And I'll I'll try and explain that a little bit. So when you when you have someone who <laughs> feels like one of your theories here, <laughs> one of my, I'm, I'm excited. I'm my like, overarching theories <laughs> yeah, yeah. of existence, parsimonious <laughs> theories. Go ahead. So what happens with people who who struggle with anxiety a lot is that they're in there's something that they're overly afraid of. Maybe it's they have a driving phobia. They're afraid of driving, right? Or they have, but um, they also want to drive. Yeah, so they, there's perseveration around. Do I do this thing, or but what about how scary it is? And yeah, let's say they can't. They're too afraid to drive on the freeway. So they this happens a lot. Um, so they always kind of take side streets and back roads. Um, right. But they also really value traveling and experiencing new, exploring new places. 
well, you know what? If you can't drive on the freeway, right? Like it's going to be hard to go explore new places. Right. So what anxiety is fundamentally is you're, you're defer in order to feel less afraid, you're giving up on what's valuable to you. Right. Um, and that, and ultimately if you, if in the long run you want to feel less anxious, it ends up being about going after those things that are valuable to you, even though it feels uncomfortable and you feel afraid. Right. Um, and that, that's a, it's sort of like behavioral assertiveness, mm-hmm. right? You're not communicating with anyone specifically. You're communicating with yourself. You're saying it's more important to me to get to travel and experience new places even though I'm going to end up feeling pretty anxious mm. doing it. Mm-hmm. So assertiveness is you're, you're acting according to your values, not according to how you feel at a given time. I, I, and I think that's the real high level kind of definition of assertiveness. Then it also might be the cure for depression. I think it is too. I think it's the cure for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but if we if we define it that broadly as mm-hmm. you're assertive when you have identified what's important to you and you're willing to go after it. Despite the emotional fallout. Despite whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And usually it means emotion like how we feel. Right. So being assertive about if you are committed, you really want to exercise more. Right. Well, like when you get home from work and you sit down on the couch and you take your shoes off and you remember, oh, yeah, I got to go to the gym. Assertive going to the gym is an act of assertiveness because that's important to you. It's a value. It's something that's really that really matters, even though you feel like hanging out on the couch. So is assertiveness different from stubbornness because stubbornness is kind of in line with an emotional Rather than how is it different than stubbornness? I, I think stubbornness usually is when we we keep do, doing something, but we know it's not actually the right thing to do, despite consequences that might be. Hmm. Well, give me an example of stubbornness. Like when you think of stubbornness. Uh, <laughs> well, you can be. Uh, the reason reason being is you can. Someone could could say make it through law school or medical school. Mm-hmm. Because they are assertively focused on that goal, yeah, at the expense of relationships, um, at the expense of financial mm-hmm. issues. So when does it stop being assertive and start being stubborn or myopic? Oh, I think it just depends on your values. So for some people, they might be willing to trade off relationships and go into tons of debt and experience lots of stress if it means getting that top you know, fellowship spot and just working crazy hours. And like, if that's what's really important to them. So as long as they're making those decisions with their eyes open. Yeah. If that's really more important to them, then that's assertiveness. Then it's assertive. Yeah. I think, you know, I I think a lot of times we get what may have been a value at one point ceases to be a value, but we we're not super clear on that. And so we competes with other values. Yeah. That that become more important. Right. Right. And yeah, but I agree. I think some values fluctuate at times. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think something can morph from assertiveness to stubbornness, but it's always because the value has changed. Right. Right. But if you're going after something that you really value, I think that's always assertiveness. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, always. Mm hmm. 
But that's just because that's how I'm defining assertiveness. <laughs> the people usually talk about assertiveness in terms of communication, but I think it's actually more helpful to think about it more broadly, behaviorally. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and I just define it as assertiveness is when you, you know it's important to you and you go after it or you protect it. Yeah. You're, you say yes to, to what's important to you or you say no when that's going to be violated. So quickly before we're out of time, though, um, I wrote down kind of three basic reasons why assertiveness is really important. Um, I think assertiveness is important if you want to get your needs met, right? Mm -hmm. Because what you're doing is communicating those needs rather than leaving it up to the other person to stumble upon them, guess them, whatever that is. So it increases the chances of your needs being met. Um, Or just leaving it up to life. Yeah, yeah or chance or whatever that right. is. Yeah. If you really want to be a, you know, a, I don't know, if you want to be financially successful, like you, you could just hope that it happens, mm-hmm. right? Right. But being assertive means going after it and working hard. And, and I think that just increases whatever. your shot at getting them met. Right. Yeah. So, right. so that's one reason. The second reason, though, is that it, it it's a way of taking ownership of your decisions and outcomes around you. Um, and I think that's really important that you play an active part in your life, I guess. Okay. Explain that a little bit. Well, I, I think like my, my client whose partner's always golfing, um, she can either be assertive or um, not really own the benefits or consequences of, of her passive behavior, right? So oftentimes... Um, a client in that situation will blame the husband, but the husband has no idea what she wants. So there's 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 no real ownership for, for her to say, well, he just won't do it. When I ask, have you asked? No. You know, there, it's a way for her to kind of almost obfuscate or, or, or escape some kind of responsibility there. Cause it's like, well, it's not my fault. It's, uh, it's his problem. He's being a jerk. He's being selfish. But he has no idea that you're unhappy. Right. And so. Yep. It's a way to take ownership of what's going and responsibility. on responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And the third thing um, is that I think it helps you understand your own needs and how important they are to you. Um, being assertive and having something or someone respond favorably to that is favorably to that is great. You, you get that need met. If you're told no, it also helps you understand something about who you are and about your partner or that environment or that thing right mm-hmm. um, and you can make other better informed decisions about that about yourself about your partner about your situation about your job or whatever that is it just helps kind of elucidate the landscape of where you're at and so you can pick a better path for mm-hmm. you yeah you get new information yeah and you can then you're free to choose whatever direction you want to go but if you're not assertive all of those things are vague and kind of opaque and uh, still somewhat a mystery So I think assertiveness has those three important advantages. I agree. Assertively. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.